Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast, WILK News Radio. Well, great good morning, everyone. It is 11 a.m. in Northeast PA, Friday, March 10th, 2023. This is the Bob Cordaro Show, and I am he. It is a big day to fight for America, defend our values, and honor the brave who have made us and kept us free. People like Terrence Foley of Wilkesbury, who we honor today. So with history, our great founding fathers, and the incomparable Constitution of the United States of America as our guides, let us continue today's battle. A reminder, this Bob Cadaro show will always be convincingly conservative, lovingly logical, proudly and passionately patriotic, and reliably right. And yes, the double entendre is intended. So, for a third blessed hour, the Club for Common Sense reconvenes, providing you a sanctuary of sanity to enjoy, to luxuriate in, amidst a mad, 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 mad world. Uh, I hope you're settling into your Friday and preparing for your weekend, whether it's work, play, or whatever. We're honoring today, as I said, Terry Foley. Chief Petty Officer, Wilkes-Barre, late of Bluebell, PA. U.S. Navy, 1969 to 1972. He received an honorable discharge. He re-enlisted in the Naval Reserves. And then they put him on active duty again, 1976 to 1994. Well, Terry Foley was married to his wife, Noreen, for 49 years. They had a bunch of kids. I, I, I've got to get to that. I got to get back to the emails from uh, Pat Flaherty uh, to mention the children because they're still with us. But this is a guy who was stationed in the Aleutian Islands in his first stint in the Navy. Friend of his got injured in Vietnam. He requested transfer and he went there. And I I, I can't repeat this enough. His son years later asked him, "Why would you want to go to Vietnam?" And Terry Foley said to him, because one day, son, I knew I'd have to answer to you. <laughs> if that doesn't say it all, it's re- remarkable. Just just remarkable. These are, these are the kind of people I get the pleasure to talk about. And, man, it's, it's, it's just an honor to come in every day. It really is. And... I don't. I, 
always, always impressed with it. So Terry Foley, again, a, a Wilkes-Barre native, uh, again, married to his former, uh, to his beloved wife, Noreen. She was Noreen Fury. And he had a, a son, Andrew, and Henry. Grandfather to Hagen and Emily. Really good. Good stuff. And uh, a, a pleasure to talk about him today. So I, I mentioned to you that I was at Dr. Brian France's office, and he he does the um, television show. And it he's always just so spot on with the health issues he tackles, always so prepared. I knew him that way since college. But I, I had the pleasure of watching, and I met my old friend, Dr. Desai, but and that wasn't so special. <laughs> but then his daughter Kristen is in the office, and and she does periodontal and I think orthodontics at the same time, double specialty. And she was there taking care of pain patients. The one being a, a Mr. Bernstein, the former owner of Made Right Steak. And uh, it was just, I mean, it was a very enjoyable. And then we met George the plumber. George was the plumber there, but he's also a patient. Hung around with him. And Dr. Brian France will be doing his health segment on Sunday at 11.30 a.m. on WNEP-TV. Remember, it's 11.30 in the, is it daylight savings? I don't even know what they call it when they go forward. But we spring forward and then 11.30 on the new time frame will be the show, 11.30 a.m. And David DeCosmo is our guest. We had him on uh, here earlier. And he is, he's a treasure. He truly is. So I go up to a company called IDIQ. They're brand specialists. And my friend Steve Tallarico and I, we talked about everything. And and then got to, uh, got ourselves over to Summit Cigar Enjoyed a cigar and all that, and uh, so it was a good afternoon. Truly was. And I hope I hope you guys are ready for your weekend. I hope a lot of you are going to the parade tomorrow. I actually think that um, because of that little bit of snow that we're going to get, it's going to make things warmer. Has that been your experience? It has been mine. When it snows... I, I don't know. It just seems to warm everything up. Somebody, somebody texts again. That one guy, that one thing guy, you know, the guy who does the promos for Odyssey, really ticks me off. He says, I have bad allergies, and if I hang my clothes outside during spring, they get too much pollen on them, and I can't even breathe. <laughs> he does aggravate me, too. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody wants me to play the bar, uh, Johnny, Johnny the Bulldog. Somebody wants me to play the um, Robert Blake thing, the Beretta theme song. Johnny, see if you find it, play it while I'm talking. <laughs> um, and, oh, Sammy Davis Jr. saying, keep your eye on the sparrow. 
That's what it is, Johnny. Keep your eye on the sparrow. So you can weave it in as I speak. <laughs> Bunch of great text from you. Here's one. Hello, Bob. I'm a registered Democrat and have been since I became old enough to register to vote. I'll ask you why. <laughs> uh, but he says, I'm also a veteran with over 23 years of service in the Army. Thank you. Thank you for that service. And I was a diehard Pittsburgh Steeler fan since I was 10 years old. I would like to thank Mr. Colin Kaepernick for me never watching another NFL game since he started that baloney with his kneeling on the sidelines for the National Anthem. And I can tell you without a doubt, a lot of my brother and sister veterans are the same way. And I'm sad to hear that. For all you've done, you just want to watch football. Right? And who does this entitled pampered brat Colin Kaepernick have to complain about? What does he have to complain about? We would kill for the privilege he received. The life that he has been allowed to lead. Unbelievable. <sighs> well, and, and you'll, so we got to hear our Beretta. That's it, Johnny. Huh? It's, it's that short? Okay. I didn't know Sammy Davis Jr. did that. I, that's, that's not a bad little song, is it? Really not bad. So, 570-883-0098. My friend Bob C. texting me in furiously. Uh, there's, I'm going to tell you, when you want to look it upside down, and I'm watching well, Biden's on, and, and I apologize for being distracted, Biden's on my monitor, and I'm getting physically ill. Watching him, I, I I really am, and I have to watch him. But I'm I'm just a little bit ill. I really I truly am. I I've never had this feeling, and I I really despise Jimmy Carter, and gave him chance after chance after chance. I was a little too young for Lyndon Johnson, who was the other sickening disgrace of a president. And he, but Biden combines the evil. Of Lyndon Johnson with the incompetence of Jimmy Carter. You couldn't have a worse combination. So you've got attacks on Fox News through this uh, Dominion voting machine uh, lawsuit. And and they're, they're histrionic. They're actually complaining, calling... The, the, the various Fox host hypocrites because they didn't believe that the election was stolen. Remember, 2,000 mules wasn't out yet. They didn't believe the election was stolen, yet they're putting people on who said the election was stolen. Rudy Giuliani, uh, Sidney Powell, etc. That's what a opinion show's about. It's, it's just... It's this craziness on the left, and I'm telling you, they're prickly, and they get irritated and angry very quickly because they know they're wrong. Deep down, they know they're wrong. And and you could find someone who's lying or has no confidence in the opinion and the policies they're putting forth by their response to opposition. And you can tell they know they're wrong. 
And then Tucker Carlson, a couple of nights this week, put actual film from the January 6th event. And it focused as, I didn't never wrote this down, but it focused on three things I recall. Number one, Ray Epps. This is this clown running around with the uh, MAGA hat, encouraging people to go into the Capitol the night before and the day of. And he's never been prosecuted. Then they focus on uh, police officer Sicknick, who died the next day of a blood clot. That was the one they lied about and said he got killed by an attack with a fire extinguisher. And I don't even know how many of the news outlets who reported that uh, reported that they were wrong. And then the third was this so-called QAnon shaman. I I don't know what he has to do with QAnon. They just made it up. It sounded good, so they ran with it. And it shows him being escorted throughout the building past Capitol Hill police being escorted by two Capitol Hill policemen to the floor of the U.S. Senate. And this guy got four and a half years. Now, if you if you say there are no reasonable questions to be asked from all of this. Oh, and by the way, how was Nancy Pelosi's daughter there to film on January 6th? Just coincidentally. And Nancy Pelosi failed, as did Chuck Schumer, as did Mitch McConnell. They didn't call in the National Guard. They didn't bolster security. They didn't call in the entire 2,500-member Capitol Hill police force to stop the onslaught. And they, they, they embarrassed the country, and they've dodged responsibility for their failures. How is that? Don't tell me about the January 6th committee. It was a joke. It was a, it was a get Trump joke. I have no problem if you get Trump. I have a problem when you lie, when you hide, when you obfuscate, when the only thing you do is try to look at a way to accuse Trump of organizing the attack, the riot, But don't focus on the failures and the facts surrounding all of it, including the film that shows it wasn't what they told you. Quite amazing. All right, we take a break. Bob Cadero, WILK. We'll be back. I never knew what they were saying. It's the time warp. March 10, 1975, the Rocky Horror Picture Show premiered on Broadway. Meatloaf was in that whole deal. It was at the Belasco Theater in New York City. Meatloaf played both Eddie and Dr. Scott. And again, Murph shows uh, Time Warp. And I think uh, Murph was with me the one time I went to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show. (sighs) What was it called on uh, Lackawanna Avenue? Was that the, (sighs) not the center. Maybe it was the center theater. Maybe it was the Strand. I don't remember. But the, remember, we'd have these big theaters downtown when I was a kid. And, and all the way, obviously, into high school and even college. And we saw Reefer Madness. 
And then the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think it was every Friday or every Saturday night. And it was quite a bacchanal. And Murph uh, and I went with a, with our gang, the Franks boys. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Funny, 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 funny. As we continue to honor Terrence Foley, Wilkesbury, late of Bluebell, United States Navy for two stints, 1969 to 1972. And then again as Chief Petty Officer, 1976 to 1994. Uh, somebody texted in some, well, there's so many famous and accomplished uh, Irish Americans. But they text in a partial list. James Cagney, Spencer Tracy, Bing Crosby, Judy Garland, Lucille Ball, Ray Bolger, Jack Haley, Steve Allen, John Kennedy, Bishop Fulton Sheen, Donald O'Connor, and Carol O'Connor. That's quite a pantheon and, and quite a heritage to be proud of if you're Irish-American. This is not, look at, we always have to remember, I told you a little bit about this yesterday when I was the man of the year for the Columbus Day. Incredibly proud of my heritage. That does not detract, in fact, it only adds to the celebration of the Irish-American heritage. And you've got these, uh, uh, this gang of people, and I'm talking hundreds, between Pittsburgh, I'm sorry, between Pittston and Wilkesbury and Scranton. They're putting on three parades and three magnificent dinners for St. Patrick's Day. And just hats off to them. Because for all of you who are doing this, and I hope to have some, some dinner planners on next week, but you're not only honoring your heritage and remembering it, you're enhancing it because you're part of the greatness of the Irish-American heritage. And, and these events that you're helping to put together enhance it. Not just as reminders, but as proof of the greatness of your heritage. This is fantastic. Murph texted in. And it was the center theater where we saw the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Thank you, Murph. And, and a bunch of you texted in. It was the center theater. Oh, Body Shop Guy says, probably saw Rocky Horror at the Midnight Movies about 20 times. I think I was even on PM Magazine at one of them. Well, you've been famous forever. <laughs> Body Shop Guy. Somebody could, and, and I'm happy you brought that Um the Strand was on Spruce Street, a.k.a. A-Hole Street. <laughs> the Comerford on Wyoming Avenue in Scranton and the Center Theater on Lackawanna. And they were these three big movie houses before they put together those, you know, sort of schlocky, uh, multi, first at the Viewmont Mall and now down in uh, Montage, which is a little better. Uh, but these schlocky things, like these were movie houses. They really were great. I, it's, a, it's a shame. Oh, and then we had the, um, oh, what the heck did we call it? Up in Dunmore. Boy, I, you know, you, you, your immediate recall as you get a, a bit older 
what the heck was the Dunmore Theater? And they showed. I remember seeing Bambi there up in Dunmore. It, it, it is amazing, but these big, beautiful theaters. First National Community Bank uh, is where the Strand Theater was on Spruce Street. The Ritz Theater, which they've they've repurposed and and kept alive, is the one the old Comerford on Wyoming Avenue. And remember, you had drive-ins going on too. Oak Hill was the X-rated. You had um, Circle drive-in, and what was the other one up on Route Six? But yeah, we had. I mean, going to the movies was a big deal. It was great entertainment. All right, we'll take this break. We're going to come back with the weather and then you, Bob Cadaro, with you on the eponymous show. Back after this. I do jump every time I hear that noise, that sounder. Storm Tracker 16 meteorologist Joe Snedeker tells us today partly sunny with snow arriving in the afternoon. The early snowfall will probably melt on contact with surfaces because the high will be about 40. Tonight's snow overnight, and there will be accumulations. It is elevation dependent, says Joe, uh, and the snow will end early in the morning. Two to four inches are possible. Cloudy tomorrow, parade day in Scranton, high of 40. Parade day Sunday in Wilkesbury. Uh, clocks will go ahead just as a reminder, Sunday at 2 a.m., and so you, you want to time properly your brunch when you're watching uh, the Bob Cadaro show on TV at 11.30 a.m. Sunday with David DeCosmo on um, WNEP-TV 16. Sunday, that same day we speak of, partly sunny high of 42. And then Monday, showery snow, cold, cloudy, breezy. They're going to tell us whether there could be accumulations As we get there, high of about 40, and that's your Weta. So, Terrence Foley is our honoree of Wilkes-Barre. And by the way, a bunch of you, and and we lost him last fall, United States Navy, 26 years overall. And uh, here on the Club for Common Sense, we admit when we don't know something. And I forgot the theater in Dunmore. And so many of you texted in and called in and said it was the Orient Theater. And that would be where First National Community Banks, I guess it's called an operations or loan center, is near Nardozzi's Pizza. That's where it used to be. It became a beer distributor, LT Verastro. And then the bank bought it eventually and converted it into offices. Yeah, really... um, the Orient Theater. I saw Bambi there. I'm mean, again. I remember we. You could go there and see movies, and it was a grand, smaller but a grand uh, version of a movie theater. Really, really cool. Uh, Joe Biden uh, in his budget speech yesterday. <laughs> this was pointed out by Bill O'Reilly, and it. If it wasn't so sad, it would be funny. President Biden told about a woman whose annual health insurance cost is $600,000. He then said, that's $7,000 a month. (laughs) A $7,000 a month, Joe Biden, is $84,000, not $600,000. Do you see what kind of doddering fool is our president? He's got to go. He cannot run again. 
It's beyond disgraceful. It's frightening. All of his instincts are wrong. All of his policies are wrong. And he's a doddering joke. And now Anthony Fauci's being exposed for the ass that he is. Squelching, as I discussed yesterday, squelching the lab leak theory because he knew it would lead back to echo science and the money that Fauci and his pal Danzig at echo science laundered to Wuhan, China, where the leak occurred. What a, what a disgrace Fauci is. Oh, boy. I, I'm, I, I'm almost getting the same heebie-jeebies when I see him. I do, as I do <laughs> Biden. Hey, Jim from Wilkesbury, how are you about Trump facing indictment in Manhattan? Yeah, um, well, you know who Maggie Haberman is? She's a correspondent for the New York, New York Times. Times. Sure. She did an interview with Anderson Cooper after the uh, news broke that there might be an an indictment coming down out of Manhattan. So Cooper asked her about it, and this is what she said. I'm reading the transcript. Haberman, so we don't, we're entering uncharted territory here, and I think it's important to note about this case, as Kara said, this is a misdemeanor that they're trying to push up to a felony. They're creating their own special Trump law. And Maggie Haberman of the New York Times is no Donald Trump fan. In fact, she's an avowed enemy. And she's still called, you know, and I, Jim, this is what has got me confused. When an occasional journalist like Maggie Haberman will call something out for what it actually is. And, and then even they get ignored. Like Matt Taibbi with the, with the Twitter nonsense. It's really, really something. She goes on. Haberman, exotic. This is an exotic case, and a judge could decide, no, we're going to get back to a misdemeanor. They created their own law just to get Trump, specifically designed for one man. (sighs) Or they're trying to. I was listening uh, to... uh the president of Hillsdale College. And he was talking this morning about how uh, Great Britain has had a history. Now, remember, they're all elitists and, and you know, they're, they're very class uh, conscious. But even if they disagreed on policy, they didn't try to go prosecute people. You know, this is like, hey, Trump was a skunk at the garden party, no doubt about it. And good for him for being that and having the guts to do it. But they're going to try to destroy him any way they can. It's really, I know, it's remarkable. It's been a nonstop, all-hands-on-deck effort for what, since 2015? Yeah. Eight years. They're not going to stop. Well, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I don't want Trump to run. I don't want it to happen this way, though. You know, with with a with a complete destruction of justice and the justice system, abuse of justice and the justice system, abuse of power of various government officials. That's not the way I want it to happen. It really isn't. 
Well, that's the way it's happening. I know it. I know it. Well, we'll follow it. Jim, you have a great weekend, my friend. Thank you for checking in, as always. A bunch of people with the theaters. The um, American Theater in Pittston. Then we have the Lyric Theater in Troop. I think, is that the one that became Blatt's Furniture? The building is still there. And then somebody says, Bob, I remember the Garden Drive-In in West Nanticoke. A dollar a carload. Pack up the five kids and some snacks. What fun. My mother used to make Jiffy Pop. She's a tightwad. We didn't have much money, but still. she was a, She's a tightwad. We never, you know, you, you know, you always want what you don't get. And we wanted the, the uh, drive-in popcorn. But my mother would make Jiffy Pop at the house and we'd bring it. <laughs> and now I'd love to have Jiffy Pop. <laughs> oh, so all right, we've got the Garden Drive-in West Nanticoke. Oh, somebody says Bruce from Nanticoke says, "Bob, if you practice your princess wave for all your fans at the parade tomorrow." No, I actually, if I go, I'm practicing. I'm bringing a, a, a first baseman's glove because I want to catch the tomatoes. <laughs> All right, so the Lyric Theater, theater Movie House on Sanderson Street in Troop. They continue. They enjoyed it all my young years. Walked there. It was great. And and somebody else about that theater. There was a theater in Troop, which later became Blatt's Furniture Store. Okay, so that's the Lyric. It was run by the Carrier family. Uh, and one of the, the owners, Richard, Richard Carrier, is still alive today living in Troop. The theater was called The Lyric, so a bunch of you knew about that. I love that. Mid-Valley Drive-In and Einen. Thank you. That was the one. You know what we used to do? We would go to the Mid-Valley, uh, and we'd get beer, and we would back in. And this is this You, you want to talk about the height of brilliance. We would back in to the Mid-Valley Theater. <laughs> As the, a bunch of people would get out. I mean, the car would be packed beyond the gills. And we would we would back into the theater, <laughs> like the entrance. We'd drive back in the exit, and we'd usually get away with it. I guess they figured we'd be buying popcorn. Why why chase these idiots? And I remember the one time. Oh, body shop guy says Wyoming Theater on Wyoming Avenue, Wyoming. Another says Bob the Wyoming Theater on Wyoming Avenue, Exeter, and the Forty Fourth Theater on Wyoming Avenue and Forty Fourth. The building is still there. The do- There's doctor's offices right now. But I remember, um, well, I don't have time for this story now, but I, I want to go back to it if, if I get a chance. Because, yeah, movie theaters were a big deal. I never went, you know the one I never went to? I never went to the Oak Hill. I'm not a porn fan, so I just never went there. But guys used to go there and uh, do whatever, you know, mostly drinking. Yeah, so we had theaters all over the place in this region. We really did. And what, there may be one or two drive-ins left, and then you have the megaplexes, which are great. They, they're great in their own way, but, you know, something's lost there, no doubt about it. We'll be back on the Bob Cadaro Show. Yeah, they're showing Joe Biden on the monitor. He's saying that the MAGA Republicans, whoever the hell they are, 
want to defund the police. He's sick. He's mentally ill. He's a mental patient. And he's the president of the United States. By the way, don't forget about the Roosevelt in Green Ridge, the Roosevelt Theater. And a bunch of other theater stuff I want to get to. The Savini Theater on Pittston Avenue in Southside in Scranton. we got to talk about these. We'll be back. <laughs> Good stuff. James Brown. This date, 1979, performed at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Papa's got a brand new bag, says Murph. Well, uh, we're getting a lot of information on the theaters as we wrap things up here. I want to make a final mention of the man we pay tribute today, Terrence Foley, Wilkesbury, late of Bluebell. United States Navy, 1969-1972. He was honorably discharged in 1972. He re-enlisted in the Naval Reserves. And then he goes active duty again, 1976, and serves until 1994, becoming a chief petty officer. All during his time, he's married for 49 years to his wife, Noreen. They have two sons. Stationed in the Aleutian Islands during the Vietnam War. He found out one of his friends was wounded, and he requested transfer to Vietnam and got it. This is the most poignant part. His son later asked him, Dad, why, why did you go to Vietnam? I mean, I, I'm telling you, those of you who lived it, I, I just remember the feeling as a young kid. It was almost like a death sentence. At least that's the way it was perceived. So he goes to Vietnam and his son says, well, Dad, why did you do this? And he says, because one day, son, I knew I'd have to answer to you. Amazing. And again, thank you to his nephew, Pat Flaherty of Tonkanic, for getting us this information. I'm just proud to talk about him today. Well, the Club for Common Sense is coming near its end. You'll have to wait till Monday for the Sanctuary of Sanity to come together. Uh, By the way, we're going to finish, thanks to Barney, our friend Barney, uh, in Wilkes-Barre, Chopin's Polonaise in A-flat major. And by the way, I want to want you to remember the Prescott Theater. My friend Paul DeMuth owned it. It was a, became a bingo hall. Uh, Johnny says there was the Favini in Jessup, the Favini Theater in Jessup. Not to be confused with the Savini Theater uh, on Pittston Avenue in South Scranton. And then there was another theater in Peckville. Boy, we had great theaters. Uh, there's, uh, By the way, on the Savini Theater in Pittston Avenue in South Scranton, uh, you'd never know it. It's a big building, yellow-sided. My uncle met his wife there. He used to drive the reels down to Wyoming Avenue or Wyoming where the owner's other theater was. And by the way, I apologize talking over it. One of you guys gave me heck for it, and I, I apologize. But I got to finish the show. We all know this tune, though, don't we? Oh. How beautiful. The uh, Chopin Polonaise in A-flat major. So the uh, somebody said they saw the Flintstones movie there in the 60s. Remember, that was, a, that was the Flintstones cartoon was a movie first. 
<laughs> Irving Theater in Carbondale. The Rex Theater in Dixon City, early 40s to the early, the 40s to the early 50s. The Crystal Theater in South Wilkesbury. They used to call it the Bucket. But I saw Moby Dick that's long gone. Nice. <laughs> Soup Kansas says, Bob, nice to know you never hung out at Stroke Hill. <laughs> the other name for the Oak Hill Theater. Evergreen Drive-In in Mount Pleasant. And another uh, mansion of the Irving in Carbondale. Pastor Mitch checking in, saying hello. Hey, Pastor Mitch. Have a great weekend. I know you'll have a great service on Sunday. Well, look, at we had a great week with all of you guys. Honoring our veterans and debunking the nonsense that the left continues to throw at us. Nancy's in the studio here, and I'm looking right at her when I say it. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who got me information during the week. You guys are great. You send me on email. I think I'll try to get most of you. Frank, Mac, Phantom, Gene, Mario, Lara, my man Mark uh, St- uh, Stanky in Manhattan and Long Island, T-Mac, Alan, Donna, Bob C, Exy, Gary, Rod, Steve G, Tim B, Murph, Sheet, T-Bell, Kelly, our Facebook friends, you, you guys, listeners, callers, texters, all great and deserving of an introduction and a thank you during Chopin. I hope you have a great weekend. Check out the parades. Honor the great Irish heritage, regardless of whether you are or not. You'll enjoy it, believe me. Have a great weekend, God willing. We'll be back together and reconvene the Club for Common Sense then. Go to YLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 